You're listening to the Husker Cuzcast Sports Show, the official podcast of HuskerHype.com. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hey guys, we hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. Justin here along with the cousins Derek and Tyler. We'll also bring in Cousin Todd a bit later to make the weekly picks. And just like that, the season is over. No bowl game for the second year in a row. Back-to-back four and eight seasons. Uh, the Huskers lost to Iowa 31-28 on Black Friday. Uh, Derek, I'm just going to turn it over to you to pump some sunshine. Well, considering this, this team outscored as well, like, 106 to 40 something the last two years to lose only by only three. It's a step forward. It's not where we wanted to be. Uh, we, we played a good game. We seemed to take, uh, the second and third half part of the third quarter off again. Kind of, kind of, kind of reminded you of the first part of the season woes. Uh, had, had a great four quarter comeback, tied it up. And then somehow, some way, managed to let them get a fourth and eight, and then kick a game-winning field goal, which blew my mind. I don't. That guy was wide open. There wasn't a guy within five yards. I don't know how, with the game on the line, you let that guy that wide open. But hey, that was a ballsy move by Kirk Ferentz, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely, it was. I and I think he fooled us because uh, Nate Stanley had done some pooch punts throughout the year, and I think they, I think the whole defense was anticipating him do that. And Ferenc called our bluff and passed the ball, and we weren't ready. Yeah. Tanner. Well, Dirk, I don't know. I I don't know what game you watched, but I I did not see much progress in this game. I mean, you look at that defensive effort um, that we gave, I, I was just disappointed about this team and how they performed. Um you know, Iowa's offense had struggled all year. We had came off what we believed was our best defensive effort. And, you know, we, we didn't we didn't stop them at all. I mean, if you take away that really stupid call by Iowa on that, you know, they're on the four-yard line when they decided, to, or three-yard line they decided to go for instead of a chip field goal. And then they missed that other field goal that was basically a chip. I mean, I, Iowa could have beat us by more than a touchdown. Um Offensively, we played great, especially without J.D. Spielman. But defensively, it it was a really poor effort and disappointing performance for the Huskers. You know, Scott Frost had a ballsy call in that game also. uh, Deep on our side, uh, the fake punt with Luke Gifford. Uh, That was a crazy call there, and we benefited from a targeting. Well, it wasn't a targeting. It was an unsportsmanlike conduct, but I don't think it was with targeting because nobody got ejected. True, okay. There you but, go. Yeah, was, but he had he had the first down either way. I mean, you could say we benefited from it, but it wasn't like it was going to be a turnover on downs if we didn't get it. No. Uh, it's, it's a ballsy move, though. But but oh, absolutely, it was a ballsy move. And Tyler, you talk about how bad our defense was. I mean, running, 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 rushing defense was terrible. Like we couldn't stop their run for nothing. But you talk about that stupid call for to fake the field goal, but they did it and we stopped it. They could have ended that game with a first down there. And we, but our defense bowed up and stopped them. I mean, so give them a little bit of credit there. Uh, defensively, um, passing, they you know, 
you talk about Iowa struggling. They averaged 234 yards passing a game. They only had 150 in this game. We stopped them passing. We just couldn't stop the run. And I think we well, did better at that in the second half than we did the first half. The first half was just atrocious, but I think we did do better in the second half stopping them. Well, okay, so you, statistically, Iowa did not throw for a lot of yards. Um, there's no doubt about that. But they ran for 266, he said. The run defense was terrible. But what, what disappointed me is when Iowa needed to throw the ball, they did. Um, you know, Justin kind of hit on that last play, that fourth and eight. I mean, that was wide open. That drive, Stanley kind of looked um, pretty efficient. Um, bottom line is he completed 17 out of his 28 passes. Um, you know, he was efficient all day when he hadn't been for weeks. He has been struggling. I mean, yeah. since that Penn State game, he has played terrible. Yeah, he didn't throw for a lot of yards, but we didn't even make him throw it that much. Um yeah, I mean, I, I think this was a game when you give up over 400 yards offense against Iowa, that, that is a disappointing effort across the board. But but again, back to the pass, pass, pass defense, he went 12 of 17 in the first half, only went 5 for 11 in the second half. I mean, again, we played better in the second half. And what did he go on that last drive, like 3 of 4 or something? Like, I mean, again, he he just, he played, you, you, I, I will agree with your, 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 your pre, you know your your stance that we played better in the second half defensively. We did come around, especially in that fourth quarter, until we need to make stops. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, going into the next next year, I'm pretty optimistic about what our defense could do. But this whole season, I know we're gonna talk about it next week. This defense has just been, I to say, subpar is an understatement. It's just it's been a bad, bad defense this year. Tyler, I agree with you for the most part for this game. You know, in the first half, especially the first quarter, we couldn't get their offense off the field. They had uh, two 10-plus play drives. They ate up like 10 minutes of the clock in that first quarter. And, uh, you know, we we did rebound uh, in the second half, like Derek said. So that, that was good to see. But we kind of went on hiatus there in the second quarter. Uh, I, I do... Also agree with you, Tyler, that I don't think the defense really improved over the course of the year. Uh, the offense in this game, the offense looked pretty decent. I think the offense did enough to win this game. Uh, don't you agree there, Tyler? I do. I mean, I, I I did not think that we would put up the type of points that we did um, and, and lose this game. I thought if if we could have. If I, if you told me going to this game, we put four touchdowns on the board, I'd say we were going to win this game. Um, Adrian Martinez, um, you know, had had a really good game, uh, over seventy six yards rushing and two hundred sixty yards passing. I mean, the the kid has been dynamic. Um, I, I'm so thrilled for the future with him uh, to see where he does. And and we did this without uh, J D Spielman. Um, it, it was a great effort offensively. It just you know, it took us a little bit to get going, but man, it our defense did not give us a chance in this game. Yeah, th- that interception uh, that Adrian Martinez threw that to me it, that kind of seemed like uh, that took a little wind out of the sails. I, it, I felt like that drive was going okay to me, and I figured it looked like we could got down there and got some points, and uh, that that one stung. But uh, overall, it was I think we had a good game plan there. We talked about the balls he called by Scott Frost, which was good to see since it worked out. But 
Derek, what did you see out of that offense? Well, I thought the offense overall played well. Like Justin, you, you talked about, they took kind of took a hiatus there in the second quarter and part of the third quarter. Uh, but you know, just just a few stats because you know me being the stat guy and all. And all. Uh, I was like one of the best defenses we faced all year, statistically at least. Uh, they were yeah. only giving up 16 uh, first downs a game. We got 24 on them. They were only given. They were the eighth best rushing defense with 101 yards a game. We got 140 on them. Uh, they were 17th best uh, passing defense with 180 yards. We got 260 on them. Uh, overall defense, they're number six. Got 281 yards a game, and we, we put up 400 yards on these guys. So I mean, yeah, I thought we had a pretty good game uh, overall. Uh, the interception, I think, did hurt us a lot. I think if because uh, we were moving a ball well on that drive, and if we if we capitalize on that drive, I think that probably changes a little bit of the momentum of the game. But the one that really I thought kind of killed things was Maurice Washington on a kickoff return when he downed it on like the seven yard line. Oh yeah, what was All he right. thinking? I that blew hey, me away. Hang on now. So I, I'm going to defend him a little bit. I thought the new rule was you could kneel anywhere within the tw- within 25 yards. I thought you had that I, much of a cushion. I thought it was not on unfair catches. Obviously, obviously, it's not. But uh, well, according I, to the announcers, if you if you'd have kneeled it inside the five yard line, we would have got it at 25. That right. part, and that part of it, I didn't know. I didn't know you could kneel it anywhere except for the end zone. I thought it was just fair oh. catches. That they changed that rule this year to make the kickoff safer, but again, I understand. I thought, but I thought it was just fair catches on the on the kickoffs was the only thing they changed. I thought. Oh, you know what? Okay, I see what you're saying there. Kneeling and fair catch. Ah, damn it! Nobody knows that rule. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the thing that sucks is the guy who should know the rule is Maurice Washington. Yes, exactly, exactly. So that that part. Well, yeah, I guess I, I guess he's uh, a fr- true freshman. We, we, we've uh, kind of let Adrian Martinez slide with a few true freshman mistakes. I guess we kind of got to let Mo Washington slide on a few too. Well, especially since he had one of the most interesting stat lines of the game. He led the team in receiving yards. Yeah, I mean that that's pretty cool. I mean that dude is dynamic. Uh, when he gets out in open space, the moves that he can make, that dude's going to be special. If we, if we can put some weight on that guy and get him to run north and south rather than dancing around and trying to get around players all the time, he is going to be a special player. I truly believe that. Well, I, think, I think it's that juking and stuff that he does. Is That's the part that makes him special. I, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe in situations, but I think he does it a little too much. It's going to be fun to watch him uh, uh, develop as a Husker. Uh uh, let's shift over to some Big Ten Conference honors. Uh, d- defense and special teams were released tonight. And uh, according to the Big Ten coaches, DiCaprio Boodle was a third-team cornerback. And Big Ten media had uh, DiCaprio Boodle and Muhammad Berry on the third team. So that's pretty cool there. Uh, do you think that's fair, Derek? I Sure, right? For as bad as what we've just talked about, how bad this defense was, to make anybody in the all-conference is probably pretty good, I guess. Uh, there, were, there were plenty of guys getting us honorable mentions. Uh, Carlos Davis got one from uh, the 
coaches, and Khalil Davis got one from the media. Luke Gifford got one from both. Uh, Isaac Armstrong got one from both, which surprised me a little bit. But uh, I, I guess it's cool. I, I don't know. Did we have anybody on all-conference last year on defense? I'm sure not, as bad as that defense was. I don't think so. Tyler, what, what surprised you about this? Well, I don't think anything I did. Um, I, I was a little shocked that DiCaprio Boodle wasn't hired, to be honest. Um, you know, DiCaprio Boodle sure had 15 bat pass breakups, breakups um, which is uh, second most in Nebraska history. Um, you know, his interceptions weren't really there, but, I mean, the guy had 39 tackles and had was one of the best uh, corners in the conference. Uh, Muhammad Barry, I feel, is like the was the best player on the defense across the board. But yeah. really, statistically, with 112 tackles, um, you know, I don't know if he really lit it up um, statistically to probably get those honors if you didn't watch Nebraska week in and week out. Um, but no, kudos to both of those guys for getting some props. So, Derek, I think Boodle probably would have been higher if he could have just, I don't know, intercepted the ball a time or two. He had 15 passes defended, but they were all pass breakups. If he could have just come up with an interception or two, I think he might make, might be able to make a second team. But breaking passes up and intercepting is two different things. And I, I mean, he's a, he was really good at what he was doing, but it, there were at times that a takeaway would have been really nice from him too. I, I'm just glad we get both guys back next year. So that's something to build upon there. So. All right, the college football playoff committee, they released their final rankings headed into the conference championship weekend. Uh, At one, you have Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Georgia. There's your top four. Uh, Five and six is Oklahoma and Ohio State. Seven, Michigan, then UCF. Uh, And then all the other teams may not matter. But uh, Tyler... What stuck out to you out of this uh, poll here? Well, my number one gripe about this poll was uh, a team that you say that doesn't matter, uh, LSU number 10. Um, LSU just lost one of the best college football games of the year in the credit to Texas A&M in seven overtimes this last Saturday. But overall this year, I mean, I don't think LSU has been anything – has not been impressive. They've lost also Alabama and Florida. I don't know the big game that LSU's won. And them in the top 10, I think, is completely bullshit. I think the only reason why they're still in the top 10 is so that Alabama has a credible win on their schedule. I think they're being propped up artificially. I think Washington should be ahead of them. I think Texas should be ahead of them. They are not the second-best three-loss team in the country. It's bullshit that they're up there. Um, I, I I just think that it's overrated, and it's them trying to keep Alabama in a position so if they lose to Georgia on Saturday, they will get in the playoffs. That, Shame on you, College Football Committee. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Derek, is beating Georgia mean nothing to you by, like, three touchdowns? That's not a, that's not a credible win, or? No. I well, Okay, Georgia, I think, is a slightly over. I think the whole SEC is overrated. <laughs> No one has been good. Okay, Georgia, uh, fair enough. I I did forget about Georgia. Georgia's their one victory. They've lost every other big game they've played in that conference this year, and and they have not won on the road. I mean, I'm sorry. LSU 
Do you think Washington or LSU is a better team? I, I've Texas. What about Texas A&M? I mean, there's so many no. teams that should be ranked ahead of LSU. LSU should not only not be in the top 10, I don't know if they should be in the top 15. A&M has four losses. They shouldn't be any higher than they are. The biggest gripe that you should have is the fact that Michigan, who just got destroyed by Ohio State, is still ahead of UCF. I'm not a UCF guy. I don't think they should have been national champions last year. But you know what? They're undefeated. They're winning big. And they they Michigan should have dropped out of the top ten. They got destroyed by Ohio State. 62 to what? Like 36? I mean, they got destroyed. They didn't even look like they belonged in that game. Ohio State made the best defense in the country look like little boys out there. Okay, so, so Derek, Derek. Who should be ranked higher, Michigan or LSU? Oh, maybe Michigan just because they have two losses instead of three. But. Okay, so neither team should be top ten. Yeah, I, Derek, I agree with you. I think Michigan shouldn't be ahead of UCF. I, um, I do wonder, though, how much the committee looked at the fact that Mackenzie Milton is out as a factor in their rankings. Um, I do agree with you, but honestly, if I was to rank them, I probably would have had UCF 7, Michigan 8th. So it's really a one-spot difference there. Um, but no, I mean, I think overall, like, it, it is this whole thing that they're... The committee has set the stage that there is no chance UCF is going to make the playoffs. Armageddon could happen, and they will not make the playoffs now. So, yeah, my thoughts are, you know, maybe they were hedging their bets just in case uh, Oklahoma and Ohio State, if they lost, they could put Michigan up there. But UCF still plays a game this weekend. You know, they, they play Memphis. If they come out dominant, I think they could probably jump Michigan, which they should. Uh, and are the, is UCF being penalized for McKenzie Milton not walking anymore? Maybe. But that's not fair to the rest of that team. Uh, I do want to see UCF get in there. And just for chaos purposes, if Oklahoma and Ohio State, if they lost, I would love to see UCF get that four slot to go against Oklahoma and get beat by 70 points so Danny White shuts the hell up about wanting Alabama the college football playoff. You, you, you know what? If the col- if the college football committee is penalizing UCF for losing their quarterback, shame on them. That is bullshit. You know what? If Tua Tagovailoa was to get hurt and not be in the championship game, they wouldn't drop Alabama any. They should. Yeah, they got Jalen Hurts. I don't. I don't. Yeah, that guy's not any good compared to Tua. That guy's gonna be the Heisman Trophy winner. Well, he shouldn't be. I see. I Derek, I disagree. I think if Kyler Murray got hurt, I, I think you can. I would make an argument that I do not think Oklahoma is at. No, no, no. There is no doubt in my mind. Oklahoma is not as good without Kyler Murray. So if I was to rank Oklahoma versus Ohio State right now today, I have Oklahoma with a very, very slight edge over Ohio State. Kyler Murray gets injured in the Big Twelve Championship. I. I'm going to probably say Ohio State because there's no chance Oklahoma has to beat Alabama or anyone without him. Flip side, UCF. I don't know if UCF 
can beat any of the other top 10 teams anyway, but I think there is 0% chance they could beat any top 10 team without Mackenzie Milton. Okay, so, so, so in your scenario, if Oklahoma destroys Texas and wins by 30 points and Kyler Murray gets hurt at the end, and then Ohio State skates by Northwestern, just because Kyler Murray got hurt, you're going to jump Ohio State over Oklahoma? What kind of bullshit is that? Well, I, I well, first of all, I think it's close already. I, I, I the margin of victory is okay. Fair enough. If they beat Texas by forty and Murray gets hurt, I mean, I, I'm yeah, it's still going to be close. I don't know if the outcome of these games, the scores, are going to make them separate. Like, I don't think that's what I'm going to judge who I think's the better team on. Um, I think just to score I think one you have game. To. If you beat your the number fifteen team in the country by thirty points, and the other team beats the number twenty four team by a field goal, I, I think that's a huge difference. How did Northwestern drop this week? By the way, I, I not to change the subject, but Northwestern is also getting hosed right now. Like, how are they not a little bit higher in the freaking polls? I mean. I just I don't get this committee, but they dropped. They won last week and they dropped two spots. I, I don't get it, but no, I, I I just don't think it's that much of a difference of a victory. I, I don't think it would change it. I I think you've got to look at some of the potential of the teams, not just the results, and that's why an undefeated UCF doesn't really mean as much as a one or two loss conference champion from a Power Five. All right, so let me ask you guys this: the top six. Did the committee get the top six right? Yes, I, I think they did. Uh, I think that's the order I would have went with. I think that as of today, I, I think four through six is really, really tight. Derek? I'll say the six teams are right. I don't know if I would have put them in that particular order. The top three are pretty obvious, I think. Uh, four through six, I, I, like Tyler said, they could probably go different ways. But I don't know that I necessarily put... Georgia that I don't know if I'd put Georgia at number four okay so so let let me ask you guys a question Bama loses are they are they in already yes no I think you have to drop Justin why why, why do you why do you you think they're in already you think they let me ask this way okay are they in already and should they be in already Uh, yes and yes I mean, obviously, if Georgia spanks them, you know, like blanks them 35 nothing or something, maybe. But I think Alabama's a way better team than Oklahoma or Ohio State. There's no question in my mind. So, uh, you, so you, I don't I, think you're going to drop them how, that I, far. I don't know how you really know that when they've only played like three ranked teams all year. And two of the ranked teams probably shouldn't have been ranked. So so here's the thing about Alabama. I mean, they, they score so many points, and they got a really good defense. Uh, you're not going to do that. Uh, I'm not going to put Oklahoma ahead of a one-loss Alabama when that one loss comes to Georgia, only because uh, Oklahoma can't stop anybody. They can't stop anybody. If their defense was better, okay, maybe. Ohio State, I don't think they have – I don't. Pay, I don't think Ohio State passes the eye test to me. I'm going to tell you. I'll tell you this: if Alabama, if if they're in, no matter what, then let's just cancel this weekend and not even play these games because they really don't mean shit. 
Why? Why do you say I, that? Because if Alabama can go in there and win or lose, they're getting in a playoff, then what's it matter? Why I mean, do they why do they even need to play it? I don't I don't think it's gonna matter because I, I don't I don't think there's a team in the nation right now that can beat Alabama. So it's not gonna really matter. Then if that's but the case, I, if it, I'm Alabama, I'm going in there putting all my second string guys in and going, screw it, I'm saving all my guys and making sure we don't get hurt. Because okay, well, even if we lose, what's well, it matter? That's not Nick Saban. That's not the Nick Saban way. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I, you disagree. You think there was the other teams behind there are more worthy to get into the playoff than a one-loss Alabama when that one loss came to Georgia in a conference I, championship? I think, yes. Well, Derek, I disagree with you. I don't think the conference championship matters as much as the, the, them losing in the conference championship. I think is. Not as bad as them sitting at home. I think last year was more of a sham because they didn't even make their conference championship. And, and so I, I think that's actually worse. But what I will say is I don't think Alabama's resume, I get they have dominated teams, but I don't think their resume is as good as people think. I think LSU is not a top 10 team. I think they're barely an argument can be made. They're not a top 15 team. I mean, that they, they, Ohio State has been two teams that I think should be top 10 teams. Um, two that are undoubtedly top 12 teams. Oklahoma, while, yes, their victories haven't been that impressive, they have some really nice victories over some good competition. I think the Big 12 is probably the second-best conference top to bottom this year. Um, Maybe even the best if you look at depth. I I, I like the Big 12 this year, and Oklahoma has looked really good. I think Oklahoma could beat Alabama on a neutral field. That's where I disagree with this. I don't think Alabama is this unbeatable juggernaut. I okay. I mean, we'll see what happens next week, but I think Alabama they wouldn't even need to pass the ball against Oklahoma. They could just run that ball straight down Oklahoma's gut, and it'd be it'd be ugly. There's I, I think Oklahoma can score forty points on Alabama. Now, now maybe Alabama could score fifty six. Oklahoma. But- Oklahoma has allowed 40 points in their last four games. Uh, yeah, they can't again, stop yeah, anybody. Not, yeah, they, not, they, they put up over 50 points in all those games, too? I mean, that's the thing. Is like, I, I think that's a game. Oh, Oklahoma, you're right. Oh, Alabama could be Oklahoma. I don't know the outcome of that game. I, I'm not ready to predict. But I think Oklahoma is going to score 40 points on Bama. Yes, Bama may score 63. Maybe it is still a four-touchdown <laughs> game. But I, I, I'm saying, like, Oklahoma is going to move the ball against whoever they play. And and Bama's defense is not as good as a lot of people think. Um, and and I, I just think that the fact that they have been written off as the greatest team of all time and all this bullshit that everyone's doing down, it's like when USC lost to Texas. I expect Bama will not win the national championship this year. I, I'm calling what? it right now. I don't think they will. I, I, think, I think this year's college football teams at the top this year's top level isn't as good as years past. I don't. What I, other team out I, there screams national champion to you? I agree with Tyler. Like I think this is one. I think this is a remnant of uh, 2014, the initial playoff when Alabama was number one. They were going to beat everybody. Nobody had a chance. And then the team that wasn't even supposed to make it to the playoff comes in in Ohio State and just. And I wouldn't say destroy them, but beats them. I, that was probably, I mean, outside of the SEC, the great SEC, they've never placed anybody except for themselves. 
then I, I don't think it was really any competition. They you know, Alabama didn't really face a lot of other competition outside of the SEC that year, and it's, it's the same thing as this year. Like the best team they've played outside the SEC is Louisville, who has been shit this year. Okay. Well, and I will say this, Justin. I disagree. I think Clemson is a damn good team, and I also think that Notre Dame is a really good team. I, I think both of those teams. There, there is a opportunity for. I, I think the top six teams in the country. There, there is not that much separation between them all. I think they are really competitive. Um, and, and I'm excited for this college football playoff. And I, I just hope if Georgia somehow wins, I just hope we don't have to see a S two SEC teams make it. That that's the only thing that would spoil it for me. So to me, I think all those teams in the top six are flawed, uh, but they're they're flawed for different reasons. And the only flaw that you can say about Alabama is they haven't beat anybody on their schedule even though that they beat the shit out of everybody on their schedule. So you can say about strength of the wins, but they have not. Okay, if you want to say, hey, they they were tied with Citadel uh, at half. Hasn't Clemson essentially done the same thing, though? I don't think so. I mean, they struggled against Texas A&M. They they were in a couple of uh, uh, fist fights this year. Alabama, they, they were never in a fist fight. Except the Citadel. Okay. Yeah, okay. So in round one, they were in a fist fight. And round then after that, one they, and they, two. They exploded. I, I, I mean, I will give you that A&M game was close with Texas, um, Clemson, but that was on the road, third game of the season. I mean, since then, I mean, their, their next closest game was Syracuse, which for some reason Syracuse always plays Clemson close. But well, Syracuse is a good that, team this year, too. I mean... Syracuse yeah, is a good team this year. Yeah, they're, they're solid. I mean, what, Syracuse, number 20? Yeah, I mean, Syracuse is as good as LSU. I think if Syracuse and LSU played on neutral field, that's a coin flip game. Okay. All right, you guys ready to make some picks here? I think we're rambling a little bit. Let's do this. Let's get Todd All right, on. Let's get Todd. All right, we now bring in Todd to make the weekly picks. Welcome, Todd. How's it going? Oh, man, another fantastic week. Uh, hey, quick thoughts on the Iowa game. I like the parents to come back and get it tied, and the loss. I mean, is a it's a bummer, but it's all building to something good next year. I think. Amen to that. All right, so here we are, headed into championship weekend. Uh, let's talk about these games slightly before we get into the picks part. Are you guys? completely fascinated with these games this week, or do you think this is a less than stellar championship weekend, Tyler? Um, well, I don't want to give anything away. I, I think, I, I think there are going to be more competitive games than it looks on paper. I, I really do. I think there's at least three of the power five conference games that I could see being 10 points or less margin of victory. Okay. Do you agree, Derek? No, I, yeah, they might be competitive, whatever. I think my problem with this whole thing is out of the seven championship games that we're, we're, we're going to be picking, four of them are rematches. I, I don't like seeing rematches. It's, it's bogus. It's stupid. Yeah. Uh, all right, Tyler, what are the standings? 
Well, last week uh, I, I made a little bit of a comeback, and Justin, uh, you, you did not do so well. You went one and five last week. Let me back in at least a chance for second place. But the guests continue to dominate. They have a four-game lead over Derek um, going into the last week. Derek, you're at 47 and 30. You're two games over Justin, who's at 45 and 32. And I am one game behind you, Justin. I'm coming. You're going to go back to your last place where you always have been. All right, so it's seven games, so it's essentially anybody's game. Uh, so let's uh, see if we can close this off right. Uh, first pick to you, Derek, it's the Pac-12. Number 17, Utah, first number 11, Washington. This is on a Friday night. Ah, you know, Washington, this is one of those rematches I was talking about. And last time, Washington went into Utah and beat them. So I don't see where Utah comes into a neutral field and beats them. Uh, I, I got Washington win this game. Uh, it, it'll be a close game. I think it'll, I don't know if it'll be entertaining, but it'll be a close game. I think Washington does come out with a victory, though. Tyler. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, of the games I was talking about being close, this was not one of them. Um, the last couple of weeks, uh, Washington's been playing good football. They won by two scores last week against Washington State. I mean, you take away that little flukish loss against Cal um, about a month ago. I mean, Washington could be vying for a playoff spot. I think they're a much better team. Um, they're probably deserving of being in the top 10. I think Washington wins this game big. Tom? I kind of agree with Tyler. I don't think it'll be a huge blowout. I'm thinking Washington wins by 14. Nice. I got Washington as well. Tyler, Big 12 championship coming to you. Number 14, Texas against five, Oklahoma. You know, I, I said earlier that I thought that LSU A&M game was probably the best game in college football this year. Probably the second best game would have been that first Oklahoma-Texas game. That was a classic they played. I, I expect this game to also be a very competitive game. Um I think at the end, Kyler Murray is just too dynamic. Um, he may not win the Heisman, but he maybe should. The guy has averaged 8.3 yards per carry. He is as dynamic of a player as there is in college football. I got Oklahoma the slight edge over Texas in the rematch. Todd? You know, the first game, Texas winning. I think Oklahoma comes out ready to rock and beats Texas by three touchdowns. Derek? All right, we're moving over 21 miles from where they played last time. So uh, they're playing at AT&T in Arlington, Texas. Uh, I, I don't think Texas can do it two times in one season. I, I don't think their defense is good enough to stop Oklahoma twice. Or it Really, they didn't stop them last time. That, oh, Texas looked like they dominated that game until the fourth quarter, and, and, and Oklahoma came back and made it a game. This time, I think Oklahoma comes in with a better game plan. I think they probably end up destroying Texas. Yeah, the only the only difference between this game and the time that they faced last time was uh, uh, Stoops was the defensive coordinator. He's gone now, uh, and Bob Diaco's on the sidelines. So uh, Bob Diaco helps that Oklahoma team get the win. Is is he on the sideline or is he in the booth? I mean, that's, that's, uh, I'm that's, sure that guy is on the booth. He confuses the shit out of everybody. Don't 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 send me down that rabbit hole. <laughs> don't send me there. I will go there. All right, Todd. AAC championship coming to you. 
Memphis versus number eight UCF. I think that the injury to Mackenzie Milton is going to be a deciding factor in this one. I really don't want to go against UCF just to see what would happen if there was a possible mess going on in the top top eight of the playoff standings. But I think Memphis is going to win this one. UCF's run comes to an end. Uh-oh. Derek. Uh, I tend to agree. Uh, Daryl Mack Jr., the uh, backup quarterback, uh, he runs the ball really well. He's got uh, 40 attempts for 281 yards, averaging 7.03 yards a carry. He got two touchdowns. And eight, I mean, he's only played in eight games. The problem is they he can't pass. I mean, like he's 48% per completion percentage. Uh, hasn't thrown a touchdown in his eight games that he's played. Uh, last time, last time these two played each other, it's another rematch. Uh, UCF with Mackenzie Milton pulled out a narrow victory, thirty-one to thirty. Without Milton, I don't, I don't think they can do it. I think Memphis get, comes out with the win here. Tyler, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. This is the was the toughest game for me to pick this weekend. Um, that Mackenzie Milton factor is there. Um, with that said, I do think UCF has just a little bit more talent across the board. Then Memphis, I, I don't think this is a particularly good Memphis team. I, I like UCF to pull up the narrow victory. I like UCF also. I'm really rooting for chaos. That's what I'm rooting for here. Chaos for the playoffs, so give me UCF. All right, Derek, SEC Championship, number one Alabama versus number four Georgia. Your well, favorite I, teams. I am rooting for chaos as well, so I should just go ahead and pick Georgia. Uh, I mean – they have two running backs. One has 962 yards with nine touchdowns, and DeAndre Swift, uh, Evan, or not Evander, Elijah Holyfield has 896 yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before. It's in Atlanta. It, it sets up well for Georgia, but I just don't think they can get it done against Bama. So I got to go with Bama. Tyler. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I just spent five, ten minutes talking about why I think Alabama is overrated. With that said, I don't think Georgia is probably as good as a lot of people think. I think this is going to be the best game of the Power Five. Um, I, I think this is going to be a very competitive game going into the fourth quarter. Um, but Tua is going to win the Heisman. Um, he, he, this is go- he's going to get his Heisman moment, I think, um, on uh, Saturday, he's going to play another great fourth quarter and kind of duplicate what he did in the national championship last year. I like Alabama. Todd. You know, I think Georgia's got the ability to slow down Alabama. I know their offense is so good, but I think Georgia can slow them down. I kind of see Alabama returning a kickoff or doing something like that. And I do see them winning the game, but I think statistics are going to be close, and Georgia might even outplay them, but Bama's just, I just don't see them losing. Yeah, Alabama, their smallest margin of victory this year was 22 points against Texas A&M. After this game, it will still be the smallest margin of victory. Alabama is going to lay into Georgia. Mark it down. Alabama (laughs) big. Tyler, Mountain West, number 25, Fresno State. Versus number 22, Boise State. You know, I, I like Fresno State in this game. I think Fresno State is a little bit underrated. I, I like what they have for a roster. Um, 
You know, I, I think Fresno State's a little bit better team. I like them to win this game. Todd. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Tyler. I think Fresno's going to win by two or three touchdowns. Derek? The game's playing on that stupid Smurf field. Come on. <laughs> Boise State plays well at home. Last time they played each other, this is another one of those rematches we talked about. Last time they played, Boise State beat them there at 24-17. And there wasn't any, it wasn't anything that Fresno did that just totally shot themselves in the foot to lose this game. They just got outplayed by Boise State. I think Boise State does it again. It's a home game. I think I think I just I, I think Boise State's better. Yeah. It's so hard to beat a team two times in a year, but you know, you're playing at Boise State again. It's another home game for them. Uh, I I have to take Boise State. Uh, Todd, coming to you. Coming to you. ACC number two, Clemson versus Pitt. I cannot imagine a scenario where Clemson doesn't win big. I think that they'll cover the spread. I think I saw twenty. Twenty-five. I, think, I thought. What's that? 25 points, I thought. Yeah, it's that sounds about right. I'll, I'll take them by 28. <laughs> Derek? Well, according, according to the line I see, it was actually 26. Uh, <laughs> it's going up. It's, it's going up. Clemson, look, Pittsburgh just lost 24-3 to Miami, a team that's not even really good this year. I think they had high aspirations, but they weren't good this year. Uh, Pittsburgh surprised some people. They played better than what some thought they would. At the end of the day, Clemson, I, I just, they destroy these guys. I think they win by probably 40, honestly. Tyler? You know, Trevor Lawrence just was awarded uh, freshman player of the year in the ACC. Um, I, I am a big, big, big believer in Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think he's good. I think he's going to make waves in the playoffs. Um so of course, I think they destroy Pitt. Um, the biggest victory of the ga- uh, weekend. So Clemson wins huge. Yeah, this is the this is the least interesting conference championship game of the weekend. Uh, I'm I'm looking more forward to uh, the MAC championship than this one, uh, which is Friday night. But I have Clemson big as well. Before you go on, so Pittsburgh wins all these games that they have won by running the ball, and Clemson only gives up like 85 yards rushing a game. That's why I think this is going to be just destroyed. I think Clemson wins so big in this game. Yeah. All right, final game, guys. Derek, this is to you. It's the Big Ten matchup, number 21 Northwestern uh, versus number six Ohio State. I, I haven't seen a line on this just yet. I mean, there's probably one out. I just haven't seen it yet. Uh, if, if I was picking against the line, I'd probably pick Northwestern, depending on the line. But I, I think Ohio State comes out with a victory overall. I think they got too much talent on that team. And for whatever reason, no matter how bad they've played throughout some of the games they've played, they've managed to win outside of Purdue. And I, and I don't think Northwestern's got the offense that Purdue has to put up any kind of points on Ohio State to win this game. Ohio State, I think, has enough offense to, to just torch Northwestern. I, I think it'll be a close game, but I think Nor- but I do think Ohio State will come out with the victory. Tyler? I, 
I really want to pick Northwestern in this game. I, I think I, I think Northwestern really wants this game. I think Urban Meyer is, you know, he, he's done. I, th- I don't think he wants to win this game. I think he wants to ride off in the sunset and just leave. Unfortunately, Derek, you're right. Ohio State's just too talented. I think oh, Northwestern's going to be up most of this game. But I like Ohio State to make a last-minute uh, comeback and, uh, you know, pull out a game uh, pretty late in the fourth quarter. I like Ohio State. Todd? Well, I want to say congratulations to Pat Fitzgerald for winning Coach of the Year, but it's not going to show in this game. I think Ohio State wins by a lot. I think it'll be a blowout. All right, so kind of recapping in my head, uh, Derek, I think me and you have every – same pick except for one right now, and you're two games ahead of me, right? Yeah. Oh God, I I, I can't even in good conscience. Uh, I I can't take Northwestern. I I can't. Even though that I am two games back from you, I'm just gonna have to. Uh... I'll take Northwestern. Oh no, because I still want to kick Tyler's ass. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to be stupid. Uh, I'm, I'm going with Ohio State. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah Ohio State. Good analogy. God, yeah, I'm glad you, you put those what? stats out there to really prove why they're going to win. Oh God, you know th- this sucks because I was going back and forth in my mind hearing your picks, and I knew that I was two games back, and I was like, God, do I just flip a pick right here? I mean, I, I damn sure knew I wasn't going to flip the pit pick. <laughs> and so was I going to flip the Northwestern? No, I, I can't do that. That's ridiculous. So, and, and here we are. Derek's going to be champion again. Ooh, that's three years in a row, boys. But don't oh, worry. Yes. Don't worry. When it, comes to bull, when it comes to the bull picking, you guys will both kick my ass. So That's true. All right, Todd. Uh Thanks so much for coming on, man. We we love your picks and analysis. No problem, guys. Go Big Red. Go Big Red. Later, Todd. All right, now it's time for Last Call. No topics are off limits. Last call to you, Tyler. My last call is to Nebraska basketball. Uh, last night we had a key victory against Clemson on the road. Um, you know, Palmer had a great game, almost having a double-double. Uh, great uh, great game, great effort. Um, this is the type of victory Nebraska needs if they're going to make a run for the tournament this year. Derek? I, I don't know if Clemson does it. I, Clemson looked like a pretty good team. I'm not saying it was a, I'm not saying it was a bad, bad win, but obviously it was a good win. Uh, I, I don't know if it puts us, gives us any advantage in, in, in the tournament uh, chances. Uh, right now, Nebraska's offense just scares me. Uh, they throw up too many threes. They don't make enough of them. They play like uh, Golden State Warriors, but they shoot like the high school team. Like They just can't make the threes that they think they can make. <laughs> they shoot like a WNBA team? Pretty much. I wasn't going to say that because I don't want to be the sexist <laughs> asshole, but sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we just we uh, just, just I think I sent you. We're ranked like two hundred eighth and three point uh, percentage right now, and it's just 
But we continue to throw up 25 to 30 every game. I think in that Clemson game, there was one point where we were like three for 19 shooting threes. You, you just can't, when we start playing better teams like Michigan State and Michigan and Ohio State, we're, we're not going to be able to shoot like that and win games. So they're going to have to figure uh, something out offensively. So that Clemson game, that was uh, our second best opponent that we have played, according to the new NET rankings. Uh, released yesterday on Monday. Uh, as you guys know, the NET rankings, this is what replaces the RPI. This is what the committee will use. So, uh, Clemson was ranked 51st in those initial rankings. Texas Tech, the team that we lost to, I mean, we got killed by. <laughs> Texas Tech, they were number three in those rankings. But you know what, guys? Nebraska's 14th in the NET rankings. So, I applaud them. Uh, the NET rankings look pretty flawed considering the rest of the competition we've played, so it's, it's probably going to take a little bit to get used to on how they evaluate. I know a lot of people are really not happy with uh, with the results, but right now it's favoring Nebraska, so I like them. Derek? Does that put us at like the 14th overall spot in the tournament at this point with that then? God, I don't know how the committee is going to use these truthfully. Because uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're that good. I think there's a lot a lot more than 13 teams better than us. But There's a lot of basketball to be played. I think sure. Ohio State came in number one for the NET, so take that. Take it for what it's worth. It's going to take some time to iron out these, but you know, you got to love it where it is right now. All right, uh, Derek, last call to you. All right, so... Uh, as everybody's probably heard by now, North Carolina fired Larry Fedora, and uh, probably rightfully so. He's had like three losing seasons in a row, or two two losing seasons in a row, I think. Uh, he had his uh, off-the-wall comments about how player safety wasn't as big of an issue as the NCAA was making it in the, in the uh, ACC media days the, earlier in the year. I think it was obvious he was probably going to lose his job. But the biggest thing was they brought Mac Brown back. I got, like, who would have thought? And I think people tend to forget that Mac Brown coached in North Carolina from 88 to 97. And he did it fairly well there, which is why he got hired on at Texas. But the guy hasn't coached in, like, five years. So can he do it again? I mean, Herm Edwards did, and he hadn't coached in, like, ten years. So... Hey, do you know how old he is, Derek? No, he's old. Tyler, do you know? 67. Yeah, he's 67 years old. Uh, man, I tell you what. I got to give a shout out to the old dudes getting new coaching jobs this year, you know? Uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about Les Miles going to Kansas, 65 years old there. Mac Brown, 67, going to North Carolina. I mean, that's that's pretty cool stuff. Who says there's age discrimination in this industry? But I got to ask you guys. I mean, what what does that say for the young up and coming coaches uh, that there are currently? I mean, do teams really have to go after these? You know, these old guys. Can they not find anybody else? I I don't know, Tyler. I think if you have a national championship ring, you get one more shot. Uh, Mac Brown, 
Um, you know, I definitely hate him from what he did in Nebraska, but I mean, the guys had some success in college football, good coach. Um, you know, the way he ended Texas, I don't think how he goes out. I think this is a huge hire. I think he is a guy that can go into the ACC and make waves where I don't think Les Miles is going to have that type of success in the big 12. Um, overall, I, I think this is a great hire from North Carolina and a potential call for changer right there. I think what you have to look at is there were two big, old big-name coaches that have gone into basketball schools where football doesn't really matter. Uh, I, I think the big up-and-coming coaches are, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago with Utah State and uh, was it Buffalo? Is that the other one I think we were talking about? Uh, anyway, yeah. I, th- I think they're the ones that are going to take probably the more premier jobs that come open. I don't think North Carolina and Kansas are premier jobs, but no, uh, I'll agree there. Uh, all right, last call to me. Uh, you know, Todd actually stole my thunder there. You know, I was going to talk about. I was going to give kudos to uh, Fitzgerald at Northwestern for getting Big Ten Coach of the Year as unanimous. That was awesome. I mean, yeah, I think he deserves it out of the Big Ten. Uh, unless you guys have anything to comment on that, I'm going to shift gears. Uh, Go I'll, for I'll, it. All right. I'll, I'll, you know what? Uh, John Swedland mentioned this last week, talking about Tiger and uh, uh, Mickelson playing that little playoff game or you know that little pay-per-view, which ultimately ended up being free because they screwed up the technology part and couldn't take everybody's payments or whatever it was. So a lot everybody got it free, basically. Uh, I didn't see it, but I was following it on Twitter and, you know, it went to four playoff, uh, uh, holes after and Mickelson snuck out a win. Uh, did you guys get to see into this? And what are your thoughts, Derek? I didn't see any of it. I heard there was a lot of, uh, gimme putts that were maybe Justin wouldn't have given me for sure, but, uh, well, hell no. <laughs> we play for big money, though. <laughs> Not $9 million. Uh I don't know. I wasn't interested in it. Ten years ago, I told you I'd have been interested in this when these guys were at the top of their game. Now it's just like uh, I'd, I'd rather watch the senior PGA Tour than watch this. Ouch, Tyler. I, you know, I didn't get a chance to see any of it. Um, what, what I've heard and what it sounds like, it wasn't particularly good golf. But, man, there was some money on the line in that game. There was over a couple holes. There were a couple hundred thousand dollars on the line. Um, you know, I would have liked to have seen this and I'd like to have seen it be better golf, so I hope they do more of these type of events in the future. Absolutely. All right, guys, let's get out of here. Oh, go ahead, Derek. I just want to throw one hot take on your uh, Pat Fitzgerald thing. I think the Big Ten Coach of the Year probably should have beat Akron. End of the story. Oh, Jesus, dude. All right, let's get out of here. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for look for our episodes on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, amongst others. All feedback is welcome. Even hate mail. Let Taylor have it. He loves it. Let us know how you like the show. Please share our episodes. Help us get our show out there. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. And as always, go Big Red.
is built to accomplish a lot, and I'm looking forward to helping it get back there. I'm hoping the Big Ten has to modify their system for us. <laughs>